So I hope you are living in victory today. I hope you are standing and walking in joy and truth and the love of God. We are going to be continuing a message. We kicked off a brand new sermon series last week. Anybody remember we've been talking about, we started it, we've been talking about, that was kind of weak, we've been talking about, there you go, we've been talking about relationships. So we are on part two of relationships rule. And before we get started, I did the same thing last week, as we're going to talk about relationships and how we grow and cultivate healthy relationships for this next year and for today in our lives, I just want to tell you. The most important relationship in your life is a daily, somebody say daily, right, real relationship with Jesus Christ. I hope you talk to him. I hope you know you can bring anything to him. I don't know why we think we got to hide stuff in our past or, or hide sin or hide things. He already knows it's there. And guess what? He don't judge you yet. Somebody say yet. Because there is a judgment day coming. And why do you need Jesus on a daily basis? So that one day you can be forgiven and enter into the gates of heaven because of what he did for us. Amen. So we need to be in real right relationship with God first. And when we do that, God, he wants us. Just as he wants his children to be in real right relationship and covenant relationship with him, he wants us in real right covenant relationship with others. And so if we're not careful, our relationships can rule us. Did you know that? Has anybody ever been in an unhealthy relationship, a toxic relationship? I'm going to raise both my hands. Before I was a pastor, I was a lost sinner too once, right? So I've been there. I've been in some toxic relationships. And if you don't lay some healthy boundaries in your life, if you don't guard your heart above all else, like Proverbs 4.23 says, you can find yourselves in a toxic relationship being ruled by the relationships that you have. And we don't want relationships to rule over us, so we need some healthy relationship rules. So that's what we're going to continue to talk about today. Y'all, relationships matter. The people that you surround yourself with can have the ability to, to help you swim or sink, right? You can sink or swim. You can soar or you can fall. Hey, your relationships can help carry you to the next thing or they can coddle you and keep you in your sin. The relationships that we have can either help purify us, make us holy, help us grow, or they can keep us stuck, dead in our sins, stuck in our comfortability, stuck in doubt, you fill in the blank. And so God, he wants good, healthy relationships for us. So I have been praying for us, for our church, for you, that this year, God would help us, and today, God would help us identify the good, healthy relationships that I need to invest in. If that's not your prayer, it needs to be. God, help me identify the good, healthy relationships that I already have, and how do I cultivate those by your spirit? And, somebody say and, put that in the chat if you're watching on and, I need to identify the bad relationships 
the ones that are keeping me, the ones that are holding me back, the ones that are keeping me bound and depressed and distressed, the ones that are making me worse. And I pray that God would send us new relationships. Real brothers and sisters in Christ that I can trust, that are going to pray for me, that are going to fight for me, that are going to help me, that have my back, right, so that I can fight together because fighting together is so much better than fighting alone. Do you know that? Fighting together is super key and super vital for us to live in victory. Amen. So I want to hit one, a couple recap points and we're going to hit our foundational scriptures. That first recap point should be on your screen. It's not going to be on your paper outline today. But we said this last week as we started this. We said the quality of your life will be greatly determined by the quality of your relationships. Every relationship in your life is an asset or a liability. If relationships rule, then we, then what, excuse me, then what are the rules for our relationships? Who you surround yourself with can be game-changing. Game-changing for the good or game-changing for the bad. So we need rules so we won't be ruled, right, by the relationships around us. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 10 through 16. This is the foundational scripture that we used last week, and I just want to go ahead and jump ahead again and say, this isn't really a, a scripture that you would use when you think of relationships, but I love how Paul finishes this up, and this is really what we've been using as we kick this off. So right at verse 10, he starts talking about the church. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clearly they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing somebody say growing that may or may not be our theme today if I was you I would highlight that word underline that word we're going to talk about growing today in every way more and more like Christ like who like who like Christ not like the world not like my best friend not like the president not like an actor not like a sports figure like who like Christ, growing more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. There it is again. So that the whole body is, and I want you to underline this next word, healthy. In growing, I want you to underline that word. And full of love. And I want you to underline that last phrase, full of love. Love. Look at that next recap point. And so based on that scripture, we can learn and we can glean as we are talking about relationships because healthy, growing, and full of love are the results of a life-giving church. We all know the church is not just a building, it's a people, right? So then also for us, the rules of life-giving relationships must also be healthy, growing, and full of love. When we measure our relationships by these standards, we are able to discern what all relationships require to be life-giving. Look at your life. 
Make this your prayer. Holy Spirit, shine your light on my life, on my relationships. God, show me what relationships are healthy, relationships that are currently growing, and my relationships that are currently full of love. Our first rule in relationships rule is this. This standard, are the relationships growing, healthy, and full of love? If they are, God can live, breathe, move, work, facilitate in and through those relationships. If they're not, I need to pray. Is this somebody that I need to, at a distance, love from afar and pray for until the Holy Spirit reveals to them? what they need to do, or is this a relationship that's so toxic, I need to cut it off. You know what Jesus said? He said, I am the vine, and those who remain in me bear much fruit. And he said, those who do not bear fruit will be cut away like a dead branch and thrown into the fire. How do I judge those around me? Are they bearing fruit? I'm not just talking about gifts and talents. There are evil people in sin that are filled with gifts and talents. It may look like fruit, but it's not. I'm talking about fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, love, forgiveness. These are the types of fruit I'm talking about. And if they have it, then the Lord says, I can restore this, I can redeem this, I can work in and through this relationship. So the first rule, the standard is, is it healthy, growing, and full of love? So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to dissect each one of those statements. We already did that last week. We focused on the first one, health. We talked about what health is, what a healthy relationship is, because we kind of throw that word around casually, don't we? What is healthy? What does healthy mean? And so we, we looked at that. We talked about that. We said healthy really, biblically, is three things. Is, it, is, it tr- is there trust? Is there authenticity? Can I be who I am without shame and guilt? Can I be the real me around that person? Do I have to wear masks all the time? Right? We need trust, authenticity, and we need honor. Those things make up a healthy relationship. So today what we're going to do is we're going to focus on that second one. We're going to talk about what a growing relationship looks like. How we can pray and how we can ask God to grow our relationships for us. So look at that next point. What does it mean for a relationship to be growing? So there's three things we're going to give you today on what a growing, life-giving relationship looks like. Look at that next point. The first type of growth in a life-giving relationship is spiritual. Life-giving relationships equip us to become more and more like Jesus. Do you know if we are professors, confessors of Jesus Christ, Children of God, children of the Most High, sons and daughters from heaven, living in earth, that every single thing that we do, that we say, the things that we don't do, the things that we don't say, all represent the King of Kings. Do you know that? We're representations of Christ. And so if that's true, everything that we do hinges on what we believe, right? Everything that we do in a roundabout way is spiritual. 
Every decision that we make is spiritual. And so in our relationships, we should be growing more and more like Christ together. If I love Jesus, I hope everybody that is in your life knows that. Or is that something that you're, you're keeping under a, a rock, so to speak, or in the corner or something that you keep in your pocket that you just, you don't tell anybody about? Because God wants to have people in your life that you can celebrate the best thing in your life, right? If Jesus is the best thing in your life, why is that something we would hide? He wants us to be confident and bold in what we believe and, 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 and who we believe in and why we believe it. And so are, are you and them, whoever them is, are you both becoming more like Jesus together? If you are, your relationship is probably flourishing. If you're not, it's probably suffering. Because we said last week it needs to be a relationship, a healthy one needs to be in, built in trust, honor, and authenticity. And so trust and authenticity is right out the door, right? If, if, if I'm living a lie or I'm not living to what I represent, represent, Lord, help me speak today, representing what I believe in, if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, then I, I'm kind of living a lie, am I not? So there's not a real trust there. There's not a real authenticity there. And God wants to break those barriers and those doors down so that we can have real healthy relationships that will flourish. Look at Ephesians 5.15. We already read it. I want to give it to you again because it's what we're really going to talk about today. It says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing, there it is, in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. My friends should be helping me spiritually grow and I should be helping them spiritually grow as well. The Bible says it, as iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron. We get better together. I fight for you, you fight for me, and we sharpen each other. Look at that next point. It's a warning sign. One, one warning sign of an unhealthy relationship is complacency and compromise that leads to sin. There's a topic, a fancy topic we like to ignore and not talk about. Do you know that sin will kill you? Sin is what separates you from God. Sin is what is going to send millions and millions and millions of souls to a real place called the lake of fire. Will there be gnashing of teeth? And so as you look at relationships, is there sin? And not only is there sin, we said that an unhealthy relationship has complacency and compromise. Are they comfortable in their sin? Are they good with their sin? Because if, if, if they are, they're not moving forward. God calls his people to be forward moving. Kingdom, kingdom folks are forward thinkers. We worship God today. We believe for the future. 
and we ask God to go before us. Kingdom-minded folks know they're forgiven, set free. And so we have to live that out. So are they moving forward or are they content staying where they are? If you're growing, you're going. You're moving forward. Growers are goers. And so if you're growing and you're moving forward, is this relationship, is this person staying stuck, staying complacent, staying where they are? Because the, I, I shared last week, the Bible teaches we need to be evenly yoked, right, as two oxen. Evenly yoked, pulling a, a wagon or pulling a carriage. We're, we're going in the same direction and at the same pace. And so if you are hard, cha- hard charging the gates of hell, hard running for the kingdom of God, and this person is stuck, comfortable in their sins, is that equally yoked? It's the exact opposite. You can't be in a real healthy, life-giving relationship. Now, you can love them from afar. You can pray for them from afar. You pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal truth to them. You help them if you can, but you don't do everyday life with them. Does that make sense? Because you got to keep yourself on guard. If the sin that they're in is something that you struggled with in the past, that could be a hindrance to your freedom. It could be a temptation. And so you got to protect and guard your family, yourself, your ministry, and your church. So growers are going, are goers. If you are growing together, they're going to go with you. How do I know I'm in a healthy relationship? If you are growing together and you are going together, going to new places, new heights, in the name of Jesus. Look at James 4.17. He talks about sin. It says, therefore, to him who knows not to do good and he who does not, to him... It is sin. To know what I should do and not do it, it is sin. And to do what I know I shouldn't do is sin. Are they comfortable in their sins? If they are comfortable staying in their sins, you probably don't need to keep staying comfortable with them. 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character bad company corrupts good character all sin leads to death all sin leads to spiritual death physical death and so if all sin leads to death those who sin together will die together those who eat of its fruit will share and reap share in what it reaps And so we can't, to be the light of Christ, we can't intermingle with the darkness. We're supposed to expel the darkness, right? The life of God through you is supposed to expel the darkness. And so we don't don't dabble in the dark and, and, and do sinful things, enjoy sinful things, and then hop back in the light, come to church on Sunday. Oh, praise a hallelujah. I know I'm not a good singer, Right? God wants us to remain and live in the light and expel the darkness. Do you see that? And so that's how we have to live and build our relationships and cult our relationships. If you want to live in the light and be the light and expel the darkness, you and I, we can run together in Jesus' name. But if you want to dabble over here, watch things you ain't supposed to be watching, talk and cuss like a sailor, then you and I, we're different. 
Because when you do that, you shortchange who Jesus is. If you confess Jesus and then you live that certain way, out in the world people say, man, you're a Christian? You don't look, act nothing like a Christian. Right? So these are the things we have to see, identify, as we're building, cultivating relationships. Look at that next point. The second type of growth in life-giving relationship is maturity. Life-giving relationships empower us to grow up. Say that with me. Grow up. Say it real southern. Up. We need to grow up, guys. I know it hurts. Some of us are growing up better than others. Some of us are really struggling growing up. I'm so thankful that I grew up. I was When I was lost in my addiction and my sins, I, I ran from responsibility. And so growing up means there's a responsibility that we take on, right? A healthy relationship has signs of maturity within it. Life-giving relationships empower us to grow up. Maturity creates stability and strength. The Lord showed me this week maturity is the strength excuse me, the strength of a relationship. When both parties are mature in their walk in the Lord, you can get through anything. Anything that the world, that the enemy has to throw at you, if both parties are mature and, 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 and are living in the foundation of, what, of the truth of who God is, they can get through anything. They can get past offenses, because they don't have to be the right party. They don't have to be the right one. The mature person says, I forgive, let go, let's move forward. Right? I want to be the mature one in my relationships. I want to surround myself with other mature believers. A healthy, growing relationship is always striving to get better. That's a sign of maturity. Sign of maturity knows that we don't arrive it knows that we have to continue growing. It knows that we have to continue going and running in the same direction. Right? Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I became a man or a woman, I put away childish things things we have we can't stay where we are I got to get that in my head that I'm never going to get to this place where I'm just spiritually done growing I don't just make it and then stop this this long distance race is a race that we are in until Jesus comes back so I, I have to know that I have to see that and I got to set a pace for victory to where I'm going to just continually, if it's, if it's a walk, if it's a crawl, I don't care what your pace is, as long as you're following the one, as long as you're following Jesus, you're going in the right direction. And if you are, if you are trusting him and you are, somebody help me with the word I'm looking for, you are relying on him to get you to the destination, then God can bless you. Then he can help us. Right? So I have to know that I have to always be growing. I have to always be going and moving where God is leading us. The thing, that you, the thing about maturity, a lot of us want to serve in the church. A lot of, a lot of us want to 
to, for God to give us a, a ministry. And I know a lot of us are already walking in that gift. God is using you in that gift, and that's awesome. That's amazing. The Lord showed me we can never outserve our maturity level. The level that you live at in your maturity is the lid, is the cap to your ministry life. If you're not living in a mature way before the Lord, there are certain things in ministry God's not going to bless you into. Do you see that? So if you have a big vision for your life, what does your maturity level look like? Because, man, you start, like Pastor Jessica said, you start, you start becoming a threat to the enemy, then the attacks come. Right? How are you going to respond when that attack comes? Or how are you going to respond when that offense comes? Or how are you going to respond when whatever happens? Are you going to demonstrate your faith in a mature way? Or is the child in you going to rear its ugly head? And when you're in ministry, guess what? Other people are watching you. And if the people that you are leading see you have a breakdown, are they probably going to want to keep following you? Probably not. So there are times where we have to, even though we don't feel it as leaders, we have to demonstrate confidence, we have to demonstrate boldness, but why do we need relationships? Because if I really am going through something, I need somebody I can confide in. I need somebody that I can trust so that I can open up, that I can, can expose the junk in my life, right? Bring the light to the darkness, so to speak, and the things that I'm going through. So we need to surround ourselves in good, healthy relationships. You can never outserve your maturity level. The next point. The third type we're going to talk about today of growth in a life-giving relationship is adventure, and I love this one. Life-giving relationships ignite a passion for living that keeps us laughing, excuse me, loving, and exploring life. In relationships, you should be able to have fun. You know what? And there's nothing funner, there's no one funner than Jesus Christ. Do you know that? There is no better adventure than living a life of faith for Jesus Christ. If your life is boring, you probably are not living for Jesus. I got an amen in the back corner. Right? Man, your life, not only will there be a passion ignited, but there will be an adventure initiated, an adventure started. And our relationship should be the, the same. We should, we should ignite each other's passion, feel each other's fire. Uh, cheer each other on as we're seeing each other experience awesome, mighty things that God does, experiencing victories, all these things. It should ignite a passion for living, and it helps keep us laughing, loving, and exploring life. Our relationships should keep us excited about God and about our lives. If your relationships are not keeping you excited about God, not keeping you excited about church, not keeping you excited about small groups, excited about Celebrate Recovery, and excited about what that same God is doing in your life, that's an indica indicator that it might not be a healthy relationship. Why would you want to surround yourself with negative Nellies all day long, every single day? 
We don't need any more negativity in our lives, guys. When you get around some positive people, some faith-filled brothers and sisters in Christ, is it going to be different for some of you? Yeah, you're going to be like, man, this is different. But God's going to catapult you to new places and new seasons because he wants to see you healthy, growing, and full of love. Our relationship should inspire us to dream and live big. To dream and believe big. We serve a big God, do you know that? Anything less, any dream, any prayer that is not big enough for him to answer, if I can, if I can answer that prayer myself, man, that's offensive to God. Because he's that big. He wants us to dream that big and believe that big, right? Look at Proverbs 27, 17. I already gave it to you earlier. But what does it say? As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. We help each other. We help feel each other. We help inspire each other. We cheer each other on. We pray for each other. We fight for each other. We run together. Amen. That last point. Wrapping this up today, and we'll pick up tomorrow, or not tomorrow, <laughs> next week. I'm a mess today. <laughs> What's the Bible say today? It has enough worries of its own, right, Corey? A life-giving relationship equips us to grow spiritually, empowers us to grow into maturity, and ignites a passion for adventure. This relationship rule helps us discern what needs to be pruned, fertilized, or purged from our lives. So this week's relationship rule of thumb, based upon is my relationships growing, right? Are they growing spiritually? Are they striving to be more and more like Jesus every day like I am? If they are, it's a thumbs up. Are we growing together in maturity, or are we getting less immature? Or are we getting more immature? Less mature and more immature together. If that's the case, that is a sign that something's wrong. Are we growing to be that mature uh, brother and sister in Christ together? Or, and the last one, are we growing and going into adventure together? Are we trusting God for the things that we're praying, believing for together? Are they honoring me? Do they trust in me? Do they help me, pray for me? Are they sharpening me? And am I doing those same things for them? Am I sharpening them? If I am, then I'm in a healthy, life-giving relationship. Biblically, we're healthy, growing, full of love. Amen. Y'all join me in prayer this morning as we close. Or this afternoon. I just want to pray over us. Lord, I thank you for relationships, and I thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, just help us continue to identify the good relationships that I have, the bad relationships. By your spirit, help us walk in those things, God, in health and growth and love. Help us walk in health growth and love in Jesus name that's what you call your church to be and that's what you call us to be in our relationships 
the beginning of the message today, I said, we're going to be talking about relationships. I said, the most important relationship in your life is your relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you are already born again, and you have entered into that relationship, and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you right now to please pray for the lost. We all know somebody that's lost. And if you're here today, or you're watching online, and Jesus Christ is not your Lord, He is not your Savior, you're not in real right relationship on a daily basis, what I want to do is, I want to change that. If you want healthy relationships in your life, life, you need to have the best relationship in your life, life. The best spiritual relationship is one with Jesus. And so if you want to commit to him today, you, you say, Pastor Ian, I want to get right with God. I want to get right with the kingdom of heaven. I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior right now. I want you to do something for me. If you're here in the sanctuary, I want you to stand up. Stand up to receive the gift of life by your faith in Jesus Christ. You say, I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I want you to stand up. I'm going to give you a few seconds. If you are watching online, I want you to put something in the chat. Say, hey, I'm making that decision. I'm praying that prayer. I'm standing up in my living room. Whatever the case may be, if you want to accept Jesus Christ today, it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life, I promise you. A few more seconds. is standing in our sanctuary today, but someone could be making this decision. Come on, so I want to lead us all in a prayer. I want you all to repeat after me loud and proud. It's going to go like this. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We accept your Son. We believe in Jesus. We confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Redeem my future. Send your Holy Spirit to help me, lead me, and guide me every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, praise God. We love you guys very much. Thank you so much for coming. Y'all bring a friend to church next week. We love you. Y'all are dismissed.